Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews coming at you online and in print format at nicktiffany.com, podcast form, wherever you get your podcasts, and even in video on YouTube. Today, we have the final chapter of the DC Extended Universe. The, DE the DCEU comes to an end after over 10 years, starting with Man of Steel, ending now with Aquaman and The Last Kingdom. I just... Oh, The Last Kingdom. The Lost Kingdom. It might as well be The Last Kingdom, though. This Aquaman movie... Aquaman being, you know, really the only DCEU movie to make over a billion dollars, thanks to a huge bump from uh, a release over in China. <sighs> Jason Momoa seemed like he was on top of the world for a while. Aquaman, after the Batman versus Superman stuff, and after the Justice League getting botched, you know, they shifted the tone just like they did everything else in DC and went campier, funnier. Aquaman is going to be sillier and goofier instead of this like Polynesian influenced, you know, God of Atlantis, you know, and it's, it sucks to see where both James Wan as a director started with Aquaman, where Jason Momoa started as Aquaman and how a studio screwed him all the way to the finish line. Unfortunately, because James Wan, you know, creator of saw master over at Blumhouse, the conjuring films and Sidious. I mean, the guy is behind, so much of great modern horror, and that's his wheelhouse. So when he was brought on to Aquaman, there was going to be this horror aspect to it because there's so many frightening things in the water that we've never seen before. And you could see where, especially in the last film with the trenches, but in this film as well, the creature design is off the charts. There's some awesome, awesome-looking, horrifying-looking creatures, and you could tell that's what James Wan wanted out of this. Because Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom feels like three or four different movies. And that's partially due to the fact that it had at least three different reshoots over the last couple years. It was supposed to have been out last year. It was supposed to have been out earlier this year. It was going to come out before The Flash. So they shot scenes with Batman, Ben Affleck, and Michael Keaton. And then Flash got jumbled around. And then Aquaman was going to come out now at the end of this year. So... I feel for everybody involved because at one point Jason Momoa was like, dude, I wrote a script for this movie, you know, Aquaman petitioning to the UN petitioning to the world, trying to get us to solve climate crises together from, you know, Atlantis under the sea and the surface world. And a little bit of that makes it into the movie, but by and large, this is Aquaman's a dad. Now he's got a son. He's also the King of Atlantis. You get a lot of narration at the start where it's like, you know, hey, I'm Aquaman. And life's pretty tough now, you know? I got a wife. I got a kid. The kid's peeing on me sometimes. I mean, there's no lows that this movie won't stoop to for some of their uh, humor, unfortunately. But, you know, he's like, I got my dad. And there's a big focus on, obviously, his dad, the lighthouse keeper, and his son. Got these three generations now. After the whole Amber Heard, Johnny Depp trial stuff. They didn't boot her from the movie, but it feels like they might as well have because she's got like five or six lines in the film. It's hardly there. He hardly talks. You know, he's like, I've got a son. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. My son, my son, my son, everything. This is my life, my whatever, you know, his dad's his life. Hardly any mention of the wife. And then when she does pop up, she's even more badass than Aquaman actually is, which is kind of crazy to think about. But essentially, Black Manta still alive 
after nearly dying in Aquaman's hand, Yahya Abdul-Mateen comes back. You know, he's pissed off now. He's been searching for a darker energy deep below in the frozen, uh, well, deep down in the icebergs. And what he finds is the Black Trident, which belonged to the Lost Kingdom, which could give him the power to rule the world, rule the seas. Obviously, we can't have that. And he wants revenge on Aquaman. So Aquaman's got to go back and get his brother, the Ocean Master, Orm, played brilliantly by Patrick Wilson. And then the movie kind of turns into like a buddy, not buddy cop type film, but buddy heist-ish film. Kind of recycles some of the similar beats from the first movie. A lot of the action is pretty awesome here. There's a lot of mindless action, but it looks great. The explosions are awesome. A lot of the deep sea battles are terrific. Some of it feels a little unnecessary. Whatever. I mean, those are probably the more interesting parts of the film, at least to me, while watching it. Um, I, I don't know. Jason Momoa, where this role is taken, especially after watching Fast X this year, he's clearly in a new era, and he's goofy, and he's flamboyant and fun. That's great. You know, Aquaman goes out with a whimper here, unfortunately. I think, you know, there's a fine movie somewhere in there, but it just feels like it's Frankenstein and clobbered together. All these different parts working against one another. It doesn't have as much of a sense of fun as that first one did. I, I really do think if they would have let James Wan do his thing, like if they would have let Snyder do his thing, if you would have let David Ayer do his thing with Suicide Squad, if you actually hire people to let them use their voice and their vision to tell these projects, we would have been better off. Because an Aquaman that has a more serious tone that leans into some of this horror that isn't campy, goofy, whatever, I think would have been more interesting. Again, I'm always that guy. People are like, no, let's keep it light. Let's keep it fun. People don't want a serious Aquaman. He's already a joke. And he says as much in the movie, you know, and that's fine. I just like, I want to get to a point where we can leave that behind, where we could just do these things seriously, have comedy sprinkled in, sure in organic moments, but not every superhero needs to be the funniest guy in the world. It's so annoying at this point now to watch films where it's like, all right, well, everybody's the comedian now. Everybody's the comedian. You know, just give me a Captain America, Chris Evans, like just stay in character, stay in touch. I'm not saying he's the be all end all of comic book actors, but as far as one guy who didn't let that over him, his role, whereas every other Marvel hero is, you know, the funniest guy alive. Aquaman, I feel bad for James Wan, obviously with bringing in Peter Safran and James Gunn to take things over for DC, leaves a lot of questions for them. They're kind of hung out to dry. Not a lot of marketing for this film, not a lot of press, probably for a reason though. I just, I wanted more for this movie. I wanted more for DC. I wanted more for this extended universe. I don't have the highest hopes going forward with how they're going to connect everything in the DCU. Maybe we'll see Jason Momoa again as Lobo, which is a role that's probably far more fitting an intergalactic rock star biker gang baddie who's got it out for Superman. That's way more his speed or what he's turned his speed into now, unfortunately. So Aquaman, you know, if you watch this in IMAX, it'll be a visual spectacle for sure. There's tons of good stuff with Orm, tons of, great visuals, sometimes not great visuals, really funky robot design and different creatures. I really enjoyed that. But this is going to be another one where it's like, yeah, you had, I would wait for HBO Max. I'd wait for Max, you know. Blue Beetle is DC's best release of the year, bar none. 
bar none. And now it's going to be really curious to see how much money does the billion dollar Aquaman make, much like the Marvel, well, sorry, Captain Marvel, which made a billion dollars. The Marvels did not hit that metric. Will this one hit the metric? Probably not. We're just, it's an interesting time for superheroes we're living in. Aquaman, thank you for your service. DC Extended Universe, for all the good and bad. I'm obviously sad it's over. There really was no formal conclusion, so hopefully in the future, maybe we'll get like a nice little TV special or something. Maybe we'll get our Justice League 2 and 3 from Snyder someday, whether it's on Netflix, whether it's through Paramount, if uh, Warner Brothers ends up pairing up with them. It's a weird time that we live in for movies. So take everything with a grain of salt out there. What's going on now might not be going on tomorrow. That's the lesson that I've been learning. Thanks again, as always, for tuning in and listening. As we're wrapping up the year, we're going to have best of lists coming out. So please stay tuned for that. It's going to be a lot of good stuff I'm throwing your way. So be sure to listen. Stay subscribed. NT Movie Reviews. Anywhere that you get your podcasts. Anywhere that you do your social media. And here on YouTube sometimes. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day, y'all.